Welcome into episode 110 of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I am Neil McCready. That is Tyler Siski here on this Thursday afternoon. What it is. What it is indeed as we get rolling to 2 o'clock central daylight time here on Thursday on what has been an interesting, long, but interesting week. Have I ever told you that the peach nectarine rainstorm hits just like a Chilton County peach? You have. You have said that many, many times. I, I prefer to refer to the Lincoln Parish peaches, but to each his his say or her own. Chilton County peach in a can. We should do that for for rain should do a Alabama specific because only the people in Alabama would get it. Or they and they go to Georgia and say Georgia peach. It's yeah. a Chilton County peach in a can. What'd you say in Louisiana? Lincoln Parish. It's R- a Lincoln R- Parish. Rustin peach. It's a Rustin peach in a can. We're brought to you by uh, Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, and zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. You can check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. And Neil, as always, the Cooper Chevrolet chat is already hot today, um, getting hot early. So just remember, guys, during September, you can get 3.9% financing for 72 months on the new Chevy Silverado Crew Cab and no payments for 90 days. Wow. Check them out at cooperchevrolet.com. We are also uh, brought to you by our friends at Bushnell. We are. You tell the people about Bushnell. I can give me one second. Yeah, take your time. <laughs> I had, I had, you know, I got to change my. I'm not not educated like you are. I have different places for them. No, that's okay. Bushnell is known for its quality optics for over seventy years in the hunting, shooting, and tactical categories. They sell a variety of optics products ranging from rifle scopes, spotting scopes, and binoculars, all the way to laser rangefinders and speed guns. There you go. And since it's the ten year anniversary. This week, they have special binoculars that are crystal clear from 100 yards away. How about that? How about that? Um, On that, just make sure everybody knows, uh, YouTube did not like us posting a link. Disrupt's working on that uh, with YouTube. YouTube has has viewed the link as spam. They didn't like the spammy stuff. So Uh, so in the event, YouTube, that you are uh, listening. We're not spamming. It's not spam. It's Bushnell. And it is the first five minutes, so you probably are listening. And so, guys, I put it uh, in on Twitter. I put it under, um, put the link and and the ad read basically in Twitter underneath the post for the podcast. We're so. going to be joined by Kane Womack in a little bit, South Alabama coach. They got a big win last week. He joins us every Thursday. They uh, beat Oklahoma State in Stillwater last week. They're homecoming this week, I believe, in Mobile. It's Central Michigan. Is that right? That is correct. They got they play at four o'clock um, on Saturday on uh, ESPN Plus. I guess ESPN apps. How I always yeah. watch them anyway. Um, unless they're on, I actually I enjoy watching on the app, like on the TV, mm-hmm. if I can find the game versus on regular TV. Oh, because I don't like listen to the just weird commercial. I rather just see like the I get the uh, oh I see what you the mean. Zen during the gotcha during the. Um, I do like the Zen. I like the Zen. Yeah. Instead of, you know, something else. But um, no, they had a, obviously big win versus Oklahoma State. We'll talk about it here with them in here shortly. But uh, how was your day? Uh, my day's been good. It's been <laughs> been a busy day. Uh, you've been proud of me this morning. I got up early, um, walked out the door before six o'clock. I've been having some knee issues. 
and I started to try to run and I realized the pain was going to be intense. And I said, you know, I'm normally I would have pushed through it. And I went, you know what? This is stupid. And I came back upstairs, put on my bike shoes, rode the Peloton, got just as good of a workout. Look at you. I know. Smart. I'm impressed. Joining us now, live, I imagine he's going to be in the staff room at the University of South Alabama, the head football coach, my man, Kane Womack. I'm working on these intros for you. I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm just going to keep coming up with some great intros for you as we keep going on. I feel like, uh, yeah. I do. I feel like we need smoke and we need, you know. We do need smoke. Ooh. That would be awesome. Smoke, maybe some fireworks. Yes. Feels like that would be a little bit of a fire hazard here in the in the in the studio, but I'm sure we could do something. Maybe some sparklers. Yeah. I yeah. bet we can get kind of a pop pop out from under the desk kind of thing, like a like an elevated yeah. you know I mean yeah. chairlift. Yeah. And I've been I've also been grooming this mustache for you all week this week because I knew you would like yeah, it. Yeah, looks good. It's looking good. You like it? You should do. Hey, yes. hey, why don't you? Don't encourage me. Hey, why don't you shake? Will you? How about this? Will it's looking you, like a porn star. If you win this week, if you Allegedly. win, excuse me, when you when you win this week, will you grow this for your next home game? No chance. No chance. Absolutely. He's got to recruit people. That's a yeah. good. It's a good talking point. How do I? How do I? Yeah. How do I convince a family that I'm going to take care of their kid looking <laughs> like that? Because you don't know if the kid's going to be like, I I know you from somewhere else. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. That's yeah. No, if the dad comes up to you and goes, you look really familiar. Be like, hey, we got to take him off the board. <laughs> yeah, He's off yeah. the board. He's off the board. Might be a character risk. All right, I know. I know we got you for a short time before you get into uh, your meetings this afternoon because you got like a real job. I've yeah. never, I've never asked you about this, and uh, I thought about it today, and I was like, I got to ask Kate about this. We, I don't think we've ever had a conversation. If we had had a conversation about this, I apologize. But I didn't know if you had heard. But starting this this past Monday, we got a Bushnell sponsorship for the show. Whoa! Yeah, how about that? <laughs> All right, okay. and con- con- right. considering that, yeah, range finders, yeah, binoculars, binoculars, you know, binoculars. yep. So <laughs> considering it is this, you know where we're going with this, yeah. The the uh, I saw the light could have gone. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> ten year oh. anniversary. It's the ten year anniversary, like this week, uh, of oh, of yeah. We're getting old, dude. Um, of said of said incident, you were actually on the Ole Miss staff when this occurred, and I was at Alabama. And I've never asked you, are, were you mad at me about that? So people know what you're talking about, right? I mean, uh, uh, oh, they know. Oh, they they know. Yeah. If they don't know, anyone can catch them up in 13 seconds. Hit Google, you'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Now, granted, uh, when when this took place, I don't think you had like whatever it was, your Fisher price binoculars up there, right. Yeah. That you were, I, uh, yeah, they were, they were, no, they were bush nails. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They were bush nails. No. Um, no, I was not mad at you. You were doing your job. And, uh, it's funny you mentioned that. Like I remember being in the building, you know, and, and people talking and you hear things and this and that and yada, yada. Right. Like, you know, how, yeah, I can't believe, you know, that would happen. And you go, 
I remember talking to some of the like GKs. I'm like, guys, like, do you think there's an inkling that he's trying to like win the game for his new boss, you know, and new, you know, job that, that he's trying to make sure he maximizes the opportunity. Look, it's what we do. It, it doesn't have anything to do with friendship. It doesn't have anything to do with, um, you know, loyalties uh, outside of doing your job to help the team win as best you can. Like that's well, allegedly, uh, if I was allegedly stealing signals, if allegedly, if that was what I was doing, is it really called stealing signals? If I'm the one who created them, wouldn't it be like repoing the signals? Well, here was the, always the thing that I always <laughs> people, like, you're just defending your friend. I'm like, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm simply saying I, if, if, if he's got his binoculars, let's say allegedly, let's just say for the sake of this <laughs> argument that you're stealing signals personnel, you're stealing signals and you get them. You've got to relay what you what you get. You've got to give it to somebody who's got to give it to somebody on the field who then has to give it to the players before they run the play that they just signaled in. It, it's illogical. So the truth, all kidding aside, the truth is not as sexy as the as the as the legend. I was literally doing personnel. That's but, all I was doing because. But to finish my point, they didn't want me to tell them the play. But to finish my point, even if you did tell them the play and they tried to relay that down to the sideline, then relay it to the linebacker or the safety or whoever to relay it to everybody else, the odds of it getting screwed up in three seconds, four seconds, five seconds are pretty high. I purposely did not have a headset on that week just to prevent that from happening, from preventing anything, any issue going on. And it's Steele's fault. If Kevin Steele hadn't said anything to Todd Blackledge, the – on the Thursday walkthrough or whatever, Friday walkthrough, whenever they're there, he's like, oh, there's our secret weapon against Ole Miss this week. That's why they even uh-huh. did the shot. So I always tell Steele, I said, Steele, really, this is your fault. This is not, you know. Yeah, Kevo got you there. Yeah, he got me there. So Blackledge, and I will say this, you know what was pretty, uh, I don't think I've ever told this story. What year is this, by the way? This was thir- 13. This was my first year at Alabama. Yeah. His last yep. year at Ole Miss is my first year at Alabama. There was kind of a talent discrepancy between the two programs that day. I mean, just saying. I would say that's a fair assessment. <laughs> from, a, from a layperson's point of view. Sure I mean. Uh, but uh, so t- the, right after that, it was really bad. Freeze was so mad at me. He, I know he was. He was He was mad at me. We had a talk. He called me. We had a, we had a conversation, and then he squashed it. We had a conversation. I'm not going to – that's a personal conversation. We had a good conversation. He's been mad at me for three times, really bad, mad at me three times. He was highly pissed at me, as Kane knows this, highly pissed at me when I left to go to Alabama. Highly pissed. And, and I was so upfront with him. I mean, he knew about everything, but highly pissed that I left. He was highly pissed about the, the binocular stuff. Okay, and I'm like – to the point when I got back in the locker room, because you leave your phone in there. Dude, uh, I never will forget. I was, we had talked about it. I was going to come over to the buses and see everybody and say hello after the game, you know, regardless, see your buddies and all that stuff. And I remember I got in, my first message I saw on my phone was from John Miller. And he goes, Hey, Bub, um, probably not a good idea to come over here right now. <laughs> I was like, What the? I'm, I don't know what's happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I have no idea what's happened. And I was like, What in the heck? And my phone's just, you know, just killed. Yeah. But, um, He's mad then, yeah. and then he was he was mad. Uh, we had a, we had an issue. I'm not going to discuss much on the air, but an issue in recruiting when I was at Alabama. Okay, so we'll talk about that off the air. I think Kane knows that story. Um, all right, let's let's get some serious questions here. That was that was our fun time today. All right, hmm. Mike Gundy was very complimentary of your program uh, this week. 
not just your team and, and you, but the program in general, talking about um, very impressed, thought you guys would win a lot of games in, in a Power 5 league, which I'm sure is something you agree with. Well, that was, it was very kind of him to say. Um, really, I, I tell you what, I really enjoyed talking to him um, before the game. Like, I think, I think sometimes because he is – uh, authentic right to himself um and and maybe a little bit uh different than the the traditional head coach archetype right coming up 20 years ago whatever you want to say um that that he gets this like you know um stereotype whatever you want to say about him but like you know the, i'm a man i'm 40 i'm all that stuff right uh he is a ball coach like he's a he knows ball he sees the game from 30,000 feet, big picture, understands what his team does well, what they don't, um, and and loves the game of football. I mean, you can tell, like, he, he's a football coach. Um, and and he's, he's, a, he's very much a CEO that sees it from a head coach, from a football standpoint. Um, and, and so I was impressed with him, impressed with their program, like, just in general. I know that, you know, obviously they're not – you're not supposed to lose those kinds of games at a power five uh, or against a group of five program. And yet at the same time, I mean, just, we, we were the better team, you know? Um, and, uh, and he was very, he acknowledged that he was complimentary of it. Um, I think he's a smart guy. I think he'll get some things fixed in his program uh, very quickly, but, uh, but really impressed with him. And, and certainly he was very complimentary of us, which I appreciated. I've never been to a game there. It's always been on my list of places I'd kind of like to go see because on TV it kind of looks cool, you know. Just the it was, uh, yeah. I mean, the press beautiful. box is like you're looking down from the press box. Yeah, beautiful, well rounded, uh, like like it's a horseshoe, huge um, uh, jumbotron, all that stuff. They said, like, uh, I think they do, they've done, like, their suites. Like, everything's marble and cowhide and leather. And, I mean, it's, like, oh, gorgeous, sweet. you know. Yeah, really pretty. Um, and their fans showed up. I mean, when we when we ran out, like, you know, you get some fan bases that they trickle in. And by the middle of the first quarter, like, it's rocking and packed. I mean, they were, they were 55,000-plus strong all there, you know, by the time the team ran out. And they're, so, are they still on top of you? Like on the, on the, like, yeah. I mean, like they're like, what, eight feet, nine feet, 10 feet, maybe you don't have much space. So I've never seen a, I've never seen a sideline that tight. Yeah. Um, maybe. So like Northern Iowa, when you play against them, they have a super tight sideline. And actually at the back of the sideline is a, um, like a, uh, like a dugout. Yeah. It's actually a dugout, like drop straight off. I mean, it's like one of those, if a player runs out of bounds, he may have to like jump down in the, in the dugout. Um, but, uh, but outside of that, I mean, it is, it's right on you. They've put these little awnings over the head of the players That's good because they have those paddles that they whack on the pads, like everywhere on the sideline because it's so tight is, is padded. Right. And so they take those paddles and they whack them. And before the game, like I'm standing out there and there's this like one student who's out there like and whacks the paddle for the first time. And it was like a gun shot. I mean, it was like a shotgun went off. And I was like, holy cow, this thing's going to be loud, you know. And you talk to like, you know, Major Applewhite, Michael Smith, Smitty, coach at Kansas State, those guys, you know, big 12 backgrounds. 
and they're telling you about it, but it was it was loud, man. I got I got I do have a, a weird question that literally just came to my mind. You know, when you when you're on the road and you're doing silent count or whatever, you can you can still clap. That's why everybody claps is because the clap stands out over everything. Did that interfere with that? The the paddle interfere? Did that noise interfere with the snap counts? Did not seem to. Um, no, you know what I'm talking about? I, yeah, yeah, totally. Didn't notice that. Um, don't know if they, I mean, they, there's no way that they can ask them not to do it at certain times, right? right? I mean, so. Uh, Only on third I, and long. Know. Oh, I mean, Mississippi State asked the people not to do the cowbells, and they 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 don't. You know, they don't ring them at all during the play, much ever. <laughs> I mean, sometimes. All right, I got a I got a, I got a good question. I want to ask you here, serious ball question here, or head coach question. You've played six quarters consecutive quarters. There was a button. There seemed to be a switch that flipped. You know, from the fans' perspective, I know because I talk to you all the time, but. There seems to be a switch that flipped the last six quarters where you you have played, your team has played physical dominant football for six consecutive quarters. What do you do you did you sense anything or something you think switched that got it going to where where you had it where it's at right now? Well, um I mean the disappointing thing, right, is is coming with an experienced team that the first six quarters were not great, right? Uh, and you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a wholesale, uh, six quarters of bad football. In fact, the first right. six, you know, two lane in the first half against Southeastern Louisiana, there's, there's actually a lot of winning football out there, but, um, but we made some really critical mistakes kind of throughout those six quarters. The nice thing is quickly, you saw an experienced team get those things fixed, you yeah. know, and, and they got it fixed in a hurry. And so, from that standpoint, we've put six good quarters out there. We've put six, you know, bad quarters holistically, you know, whatever out there. And uh, the, the positive is that the, the good six have come on the back end. And so we need to continue to sustain that. Um, but I do think that we've, you know, at, at, we, we are starting to get into a rhythm. Every team, I, I realize this more. I don't know if I like fully understood this as even as a young coach, right? Like teams develop true personalities right from year to year yeah you know every team has to has to identify that personality who they are um what can they hang their hat on what players are they going to utilize at special situations um and then just an identity you know what i mean of uh energy to your sideline and who you are and how you go about things and that just takes a little bit of time to develop and and i feel like we're starting to develop that as a program right now all right, last question. I'll get you out of here because I know you got your meetings coming up in like two minutes. Um, obviously, huge win on the road. Um, and you talk about, and you've ta- you said on this show, I guess twice for the last three times you've been on, how important that Monday meeting is for you and how that's your Super Bowl yeah. and all that. Kind of what was your message to the team? Because you got Central Michigan coming in this week, this Saturday at 4 o'clock, uh, a team that you beat last year, a team that, you know, well-coached. Obviously, they're well-coached too. Um, yep. how, do, how do you hit, what do you say to your team to get them reset? I know you have a mature team and that definitely helps, but, uh, what, what's kind of your message to your team to get them reset and it's time to flush it, you know, and move on to the next one. You know, I talk to them, uh, in large part, like the, there, there is a history in this program of, of inconsistency, right? Like you were here, we've had big <laughs> moments. Yeah. We've had big moments before, right? We've we had, have. you know, knocked off Mississippi state. Same year, San Diego State was 19th in the country, went and beat them. 
year later, you know, Troy beats LSU. A week later, we get after him. Um, you know, uh, the list goes on. There's a there's a notable wins, right? Right. And then these dips, you know, in consistency. And so we've kind of built the program around that. Like I knew when I got here, that was going to be the challenge. You know what I mean? Not the not the big moment, but to sustain, you know, execution over and over and over again. So some of it is just built within the program. But I did talk to them about how important it is to stack great performances on top of other great performances. And that means great reps in practice. That means great practices overall, all that. But none of that matters if it doesn't show up on game day. And so, you know, we talk about a nameless, faceless opponent all the time. We talked about it against Oklahoma State. Same deal with Central Michigan. Um, but I really have kind of leaned into that villainizing the opponent as so, there's somebody in another building on another field trying to do the same job you are every single day and you got to do it better than they will, or they will take your job, you know? Um, and so that, that thought, you know, I think it resonates to our team and that's something that we really try to emphasize. That's awesome, brother. Well, I appreciate the hell out of your time as always. Love you to death and Jay's up, baby. Jay's up. All Jay's right. up. See All right, brother. Appreciate up, you, man. Deal. Appreciate it. My guy, um, dude, he he's he has. I really wish I could. He's never going to say this about himself. Um, I he's one. Even though he's, I mean, he's a young co- young head coach. He has got a very unique way of reaching his kids in this new age of player that we got. He's got such a unique way to reach those guys, but at the same time be able to insert the old school, you know, mentality, work ethic and those things, but at the, but without losing the kids and it can motivate them. It's he's he's gifted, man. Like I said uh last week, he's got some um interesting times ahead. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. I do. Yes, he does. I do. It's it's funny um I always kind of I'll peruse fan boards a little bit because oh, I'm, I'm curious. And, you know, schools that either the coach is on the hot seat or the coach is close, closing in on the hot seat or the fans want the coach to be on the hot seat yeah. and they put lists together of who they would want. It's, it's on a bunch of lists. He's he's getting on some lists. It's typically the older, more established guys that they know. And I'm I'm really – I'm really curious to see, I, like, there's a couple places. I, I will not name names in September. You could really look like an idiot. Um, but there are a few places that I think are approaching trouble, and I will be curious to see how their people handle searches. I'm curious to see how Michigan State handles their search. Like, you know, what do they what do? They do? What, are you, what are you looking for there? Are you, are you looking for established Power Five coach you're looking for someone who's a developmental coach are you trying to get the young guy before somebody else grabs him where you end up looking like a genius in two or three years but you take the risk of getting somebody who's not been the head coach at a power five school you know you haven't coached your first power five game until you coach your first power five game you know and so i'm i'm watching a lot of those things with uh with interest yeah sure yeah with Kane, I always I always think they're super interesting yeah he's gonna be patient i mean he's going he's not just gonna jump at the first job because it's a power five job 
he's going to take he'll he's he's a uh thinker thinks things through and and doesn't make emotional decisions and you know I think one thing as far as you know young coaches getting making the jump to go to bigger jobs you know I think when you're young and you have time like he understand let me tell you what helps him a lot too is his dad you know Dave's been through it yep. Dave never wanted to be a head coach um Kane has always wanted to be a head coach um and so he has his dad to lean on but one thing that look you get one shot you know what I mean at the big ones well, you get one shot. He's thirty six years old, and so if you go, yeah, so if he goes and rushes into a job, he he's got a great gig, a yeah. great gig, a great gig. Well, he and Melissa are young; they've got young kids. They're in Mobile. Mobile's a nice place. Um, they've got plenty of time. They're happy there. You can win at South Alabama. It's been done before, and he's establishing it further. Yeah, I mean the advice. You know, it's funny because I remember people used to say, "Boy, Billy Napier." He sure is rolling the dice, not taking any of these jobs. And I was like, well, he is. That's true. But on the other hand, he's being patient. And sometimes patience does not pay off. Correct. Um, when you when you take a chance, chance means there's a chance that it doesn't work out. Right. But he felt very confident. Billy did. You know this better than I do. He felt very confident that he could maintain what he was doing at Louisiana Lafayette. And he did. He it doesn't. And people go, well, look at the new guy. I'm like, well, it's not about the new guy. It's about him. He felt like he could maintain it there long enough or for perpetuity to get the kind of job that would motivate him to leave. And he, look, he could have gotten really involved in Mississippi State. He could have gotten involved in South Carolina. I think he could have gotten involved in Ole Miss. I can't prove that, but I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm not gonna say anything. Well, no, I do. You know, I do. I, I think he could have. I know. He, I know. I know who <laughs> some of have. who some of the support yeah. was, and it wasn't an insult to South Carolina or Ole Miss or Mississippi State or whatever. But it was. I think he had his eye on. He had his eye on one that he didn't get. One. I think he had his eye on LSU, and in the process, Florida opened up, and he looked at it and said, "You know what? That this this is a quote chance worth taking," and he took it. I think he wanted the LSU job. But the point was is that he waited. He was patient, and the patience paid off. Now, there are coaches who are hot, and they don't jump at an opportunity, and then things fall off, and that was the last time that opportunity rolled around. That happens too. Yeah, well, Kane, Kane's 10, year, 10 years younger than I am, right? So he's got plenty of time. But like, let's say if I was a head coach right now. If I was a head coach, yeah, I'm 45. So if I was, if you're 45 years old, and, okay, yeah, you can go ahead and go – get a paycheck and it's probably gonna be your last one well Kane's got I mean he's got 10 years to play with so I mean if he was go to jump just name the most random job that came open this last year let's say Purdue okay let's say he was sure. jumping that's take, a good example okay let's say he just jump and took the Purdue job right okay well if it doesn't work out there in three years at 39 years old he's a fired unsuccessful head coach in the FBA and in, in the power five he's back to being a he's coordinator, back to be a coordinator or going back to the group of five being yep. a head coach whatever it right. is and from a longevity standpoint you want, especially in today's world, this NIL has changed things when it comes to young coaches. Now, if you're some, a young coach that his, that's his age, and you take a job, now they don't have to win, but you better have the NIL support and the things, the requirement that it's going to take to go get players. Like you can't just go take a job that's going to pay you a ton, but they don't have great NIL support. That's right. a, you're waiting to be fired. You're renting the whistle. You you're limiting your chance for success. And I think 
uh, at South with the recruiting area he's in, the staff he's able to build, the resources that they've given him. Um, it's just it's I'm excited for him, man. I I think he's truly um, one of the best coaches, and I'm very fortunate to know him and call him a friend. Him and Summerall, I think, do, do a, a great job to him. Are really good friends. Uh, they're rivals, uh, which is kind of t- – I'll be glad when they leave so I can <laughs> – I hate I hate them playing each other. They're two close friends of mine. But um, they've both done good jobs, and I think they're both kind of on the, on the same deal. All right, Neil, before we get to our favorite part of the week, um, did you see um, – I just I, I just thought this was hilarious. The Ohio State AD went goes to um, Capitol Hill mm-hmm. and is testifying – and, make, and this is a quote, and I quote, a practice of asking a school for a fee to simply visit campus has emerged. Asking for a $5,000 just asking for $5,000 just to visit has become common, end quote. Um, I don't know if he just started recruiting um this has been going around for this is a, a multi-decades long practice well let me say this however there is inflation the hardcore the hardcore people know this i'm not sure that your casual fan isn't shocked by that there that, that's probably what took me back was some people were shocked i'm like well you're used to working in the in the on the fringes you're used to working in the weeds you're used to, to if you're on a message board like the one that that i publish those people are diehards yeah okay i mean if 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 i could get the casual fan to subscribe to rebelgrove.com i would be doing this show from a satellite because i would be on a beach (laughs) right now like you would hear the (laughs) waves you would hear my uh, my waiter coming by, uh, Mr. McCready. Would, would you, Mr. McCready, Mr. McCready, would you like a would you like another rainstorm today, sir? Would you like another margarita? <laughs> would you like that with mezcal or añejo? Uh, Jeeves, I'll, I'll have the mezcal, thank you, sir. Uh, that, that would that would be that's where I'd be. I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 I we don't get the casual fan, right? Right. The casual fan doesn't understand that kids literally are asking for money to come visit. Now kids ask for money to do an interview. Yeah. When I started at rebelgrove.com, <laughs> kids answered the phone. They wanted to do interviews. Love some attention. They wanted to do interviews. Now they don't want to talk to media unless you pay them, and there are people in my field dumb enough to pay them. And people go, oh, I can't believe you're saying they're dumb. Okay, well, look. If all that you get out of that paid interview is, yeah, I took a visit to School X, really liked it. Coach X was really nice, liked their facilities, kind of felt like home. <laughs> all right. Mom and them like it. Um, are you taking other visits? Yes. Where are you going? X, 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 and X. Are you close to a decision? No. Okay. If you paid 100 bucks for that, you're a dumbass. <laughs> All right. So, you know what I mean? You, I 100% know what you mean. And so, and, and then on the other side, I mean, look, I get it that you, you have to pay these kids, but here's the dirty part of this deal is that you can't use NIL money to pay the kid five grand to come on the visit. Allegedly, you got to go get boosters to put that money under the table to give to the kid. And that's where it's, it's all stupid. So I've said this and I've said it for a thousand times. If they want this stuff fixed, I could have it fixed over uh, – just give me lunch. 
If you give me over lunch, I would have it all fixed. Now, I would need like somebody to say, okay, Siski's in charge. He gets to make the rules. I would have all this fixed. They keep going to Capitol Hill. Like people, I think the fans get this a little contorted, and they've made it so confusing that I see why. Okay? They think the, the general public thinks that all these coaches and everything are going to Capitol Hill to try to fix college football. No, 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 no. They just want to play under the same rules. That's all they want from Capitol Hill. Like, they just want – when we were recruiting, they wanted to be on the same advantage. That's not the problem, though. The problem is in the portal. The money's always been there. It's always going to be there. It's just a matter is it legal or not. But I just – I found this just hilarious that uh, it was – has emerged. Well, But what I, makes college athletics people think that Congress is going to solve their problems? Because Con- they don't I mean, have anybody else to turn to. I get it. Then they're going to have to hire a commissioner. 500% agree with See, you. See, th- that's what I mean. This is and don't, and I would be I'm I losing think, patience with the lack of common sense on a lot of things in the world. It's right terrible now. right now. It's it? really bad. You want to do mean, it me and you do it? Oh, I, I I could solve if you gave me some power like for, for like a, a month, I, I'd solve so many problems. I would just rule with common sense. <laughs> and and a lot of feelings would get hurt. A lot of feelings would I'm get hurt. I'm good at that. And I really wouldn't care much you can about blame the it on feelings. me. We would just take care of some things. But in this case, I'm, I'm, I'm not one to defend Congress. But Congress can't do anything. You can't get anyone in Congress because they're always getting elected. <laughs> no, the only way you ever get Congress to truly be effective is term limits. That's it. And they're not going to vote for term limits because that's ending their careers. These people are career politicians. They're always running for re-election. They're always campaigning. They're always doing that. So they're not going to do anything that might, be controversial and cost them votes. And I don't blame them pragmatically. Yes. Okay? It is what it is. So survival. You're asking them, they can't get on the same page about big topics like the border, Ukraine, uh, social programs, uh, abortion, whatever the case may be. They can't get on the same page about any of those things. You think they're going to take the time? Like one of the Congress people said, it's just not a priority. And I was like, good. It shouldn't be. Yeah. We're, we, we, got, we got bigger issues in our country than college football. We do. Okay? I mean, I, I love college football. It's it great. is great. But that's the day that, hey, when we can sit down as a country and go, hey, here's the biggest problem we got. I'm going to tell you, the, we got everything else fixed, but we really got to get this college football thing fixed. That's going to be the day that walking down the street is utopia. Like, oh, what a, hey, everybody's best friends, right? Everything's great. We just got to get college football fixed. We're nowhere close to that. So why are we asking Congress to do it? And look, Ted Cruz goes, oh, yeah, I think it's a 70% chance we're going to get this done. No, you don't. You're just placating. That's silly. <laughs> you don't believe that. You don't believe that for one second, nor should you. If, if, you're, if we're really spending tax dollars to pay these people to go to Capitol Hill to talk about how they can make college football a little more fair while we're trying to figure out, hey, where did the $50 billion to Ukraine go exactly? Why can't we – there's there's like this is a problem, and this is like a trivial thing. They can't – what happens? This is like going to the steakhouse, and everything's great, but like the little garnish that they put, it wasn't exactly at the right angle, and you're like, hey, this garnish is off. That's – this is stupid. Almost like ejecting from a $100 million plane and just letting it fly for 100 Yeah, and then, and, then when, find it. and then people go, what happened? Well, well there was some weather. <laughs> A hundred million dollar fighter jet. So let me get this straight. <laughs> so what you're saying is this. So what you're saying is you're flying the jet and there's some weather and you're like, hey, got to get out of the plane. 
getting a little car sick. <laughs> I'm just going to eject. What happened to the plane? I don't know. And then you find it crashed. and Allegedly. And no one asks any questions. No like, questions. No, no questions. Like, uh, and the media is like, oh, yeah. That happens all the time. I mean... Like when you're flying Delta, Delta flight 482, you know, to, to, to Vegas and you hit a little turbulence in Colorado, I, I'm hopefully the, the pilot doesn't go, I'm out of here. Deuces. I mean, what the hell? And the better part is, is like, oh, we can't find it. So you're telling me you built a hundred million dollar aircraft, okay? A hundred million dollar yeah. aircraft, and you didn't put the little they didn't put the, the little ping, ping every, on it. Every Cessna that takes off out here from from Oxford Airport's got one in there. I can tell you where all three of my kids right now, <laughs> and you can't tell me where the jet, the hundred million dollar fighter jet is. Spare me. I mean, give me. And people believe it. I mean, oh, well, it's, it's just unbelievable. People are like, oh yeah. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. it rained. He yeah. ejected. It was a little windy up there. So when you're down in your, when you're on the on the ground in your Honda Accord, and you run into a little thunderstorm, do you just go, I'm out of here? I mean, what in the hell? It just. And you oh. want the you want the same people that don't, aren't going to look into that and really get to the bottom of it to quote fix college football? Yeah. Hire a commissioner. <laughs> That's it. Make some rules. And figure it out. Figure it out. All right, Neil. But it is crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy that you have to pay kids and their families to come up and to take an unofficial visit to look at a school and to be recruited. It is, it is insane. It is. It is an insult to intelligence, to fans, to everybody. And it is revelatory that you really aren't in this for anything but the money, and you've got people all around you that are about nothing but money. It, a school is recruiting you to ask, and the only people that are doing this are the power schools. South Alabama's not paying a kid to come visit. You're good enough to get invited to one of those places. Get your ass in the car and go and look and be courted and whatever and then figure out what you want to do and then cut your NIL deal. You're going to get paid. Cut your NIL deal and be done with it. And then six months later, be miserable and jump in the portal and get another one. <laughs> but the whole, I got to get paid to come take a visit? Man, kiss off. What a joke. I can't stand that part. And that's the part that if I were a fan, it would be a real turnoff. That part of it would turn me off. I would be like, are you serious? We had to come up with $10,000 of booster money to get a kid to come visit. And some schools will pay kids not to go visit other schools. We'll pay you to stay home. Think about that for a minute. I've thought about it before. The stupidity of that. I mean, that is nasty. That is total filth. And then those kids, then we in the media have to call them, quote, student athletes. Yeah, they're in it for their academics. Yeah. And I'm a hair model for GQ. Hey, you know what my favorite one was? Is when you know why the kid didn't show up for whatever reason. Yeah. Like you know. Yeah. Another school paid him not to visit. And then he would do an interview on why he didn't show up, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah. it's, it's kind of like when it was the same feeling I had the other day. Like when well, you see what happened was when Lane was like, when Lane was like, I don't know. I, I just <laughs> yeah. I just got the question. That was about how I, that's how I felt. Like, come on now. All right. You know what time it is now? It's time to make it rain. Do you you do you act like over there like you've had a couple of rains today? Uh, you got I got you fired up today. This is this is my let's see, this is my third podcast today. <laughs> 
I didn't get fired up on the first one. I did get fired up on the second one a little bit. Now I'm fired up on this one because it's just so stupid. I hate stupid. I hate stupid. I hate I, – I don't know how guys like – and I know your statute of limitations is up. I don't – but I won't talk Not about yet. you. And I won't talk about you. <laughs> I don't know how – that's the part of it that I I feel bad. This is I don't typically feel bad for college coaches and stuff, but this is the part that I always feel bad for them. You got to pretend that this doesn't piss you off. I'm having to, we're having to come up with money, not to reimburse your cost, right? I, I get that. Hey, unofficial visit. Kids got to drive six hours. You got to find a place to stay. I get that. You, hey, here's a little to pay for your deal, right? Whatever. Cool. No, no, they, they need a payment. The, You're 16. One of the most exhausting, as you get older, one of the most exhausting things in recruiting is having to kiss the ass of a 16 or 17 year old and to see the level of entitlement uh-huh. in the recruiting that just a really good kid. I'm talking about before, when you first meet him. Yeah. He's a very grateful kid, awesome kid. But there's 15, 16, 17 years old when you start recruiting them, right? And to see the entitlement start to seep in. And they go from being this really great kid to this this asshole that you would like to throw punch. Well, by the they got process. these. They, they all got these handlers around them that's and stuff, fr- that's, and, and that's that's where it goes. Those are, the, those are the people that are the absolute scum. Them, and then the re- little recruiting junkies that hang out as like satellites around the handlers. Oh my God, no redeeming value at all as people. Yes, they. They. I mean, the fact that we have to share the same oxygen with them is sad. Congress should fix that. Yeah, grinds in the Cooper Chevrolet chat said Austin P reimbursed my mom like three hundred bucks on my official visit. Yeah, official visits you can reimburse all you want to. It's the unofficial yeah, visits I'm talking that about he's talking unofficial about. visits. And They're I don't just, even I don't even mind the hey, I know you drove eight hours and you guys had to stay at the Holiday Inn. Here's here's the hundred and twenty nine dollars. Here, I, I don't. That's fine. I'm talking about. Hey, I'm not coming. I'm not considering you. I'm not considering you for a visit unless I get. Yeah, that's where that. This is. I'm what like. Said. That's where I would. I would want to go. Well, then you know what? We'll just beat you on Saturday. Yeah. All right, Neil, do you know what time it is? Uh, yes. It's time, time for me for, to stop ranting and us to start picking games. I'm trying. I'm just trying to help you get out of here because I know you've been talking all day. And it's time for Make It Rain Thursday. I have decided I'm going to make I made a conscious effort this week. If I suck this week, I may join the hashtag Fade Siski crowd. I made a conscious effort with my picks this week. I feel really good about my pools. I hate when you do that. Um, I feel like I've let uh, our fans down last week, let myself down. And so I have – Let your family down? How's your son doing, by the way? Is he better? uh, Better today. He's uh, he's still got symptoms, but he's uh, had a better day today. Yesterday was rough, but had a better day today. Good. Um, So, Neil, you want to start this bad boy off? Uh, Yes, please. Neil, I'm going to start this thing off on Saturday morning at 11 o'clock in the great state of South Carolina. Oh, wow. The team that I predicted would be in the college football playoff is making a trip to Clemson, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, if my brother-in-laws are listening right now, they are going to start sending me dirty text messages. They're not going to like my pick here. But the Florida State Seminoles are minus two. The line has actually dropped a half a point. They're minus two on the road at Clemson. And, Neil, do you know what? It's on the road, and it's not enough. I'm taking the Florida State Seminoles huge, making a statement, 
Jordan Travis is practicing. He's looking good. They're going to make a statement. The end of the era starts today. The Florida State Seminoles crush Clemson on Saturday. The end of an era. end of an era starts today. Wow. The end of an era. I'm with Grind. That is a fishy line. That line scares me a little. I agree with your assessment, by the way. Scared money. Don't make money. I'm riding Florida State. Give them to me. Minus two. Well, this was like last week. The Missouri line was fishy. Well. And look what happened. Guess what? This isn't freaking the Eli Drinkowitz Star Wars chasing team this is freaking Florida State and Mike Mother whatever Norvell I didn't say it look at there I know I, oh, right I would have said it the old me would have said that right there I know I'm growing up mama it didn't take but 45 years but I made it all right I'm gonna start on Friday night <laughs> I'm going going to uh Southern California I'm going to the team that has just been good to me over and over and over San Diego State the Aztecs I picked them once with their uniforms. They did it. I picked them to lose and not cover. They did it. Guess what, Tyler? (laughs) I'm picking them to lose and not cover again. Boise State minus six and a half at San Diego State. I'm going with the Broncos. Shout out to our boy Bob. He's out in Boise right now hanging out with our guys. Oh, is he? Ryan told me to tell you hello, by the way. What's up, Ryan? They're they're having a good time out there in Boise with the the crew we were out there with. I like Boise. Yeah. I like Boise a lot. You do today. You like him a lot this weekend. I like him a lot this like weekend. More. But, but I like I liked Boise. That bar that we went to, that was fantastic. They, it was. There, there was that was a fantastic IPA. All right, Neil. I, I'd go back to Boise. No joke. I'd, I'd rather go back when it's not so cold. <laughs> but I liked Boise. I did. I had a good it was time. scenic. It was cool. And the 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 Camus. Camus was good. You can get Camus in Oxford. <laughs> it was you, good. You though. don't have to go it to was, Boise to get Camus. It, it was something in the water in Boise that it tasted better. I think in altitude. Maybe so. It tasted better. Okay. All right, Neil. My second pick. The Auburn Tigers. My Auburn dun, Tigers. Dun, 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 dun. Ever to conquer, never to yield. You're gonna break Regal, my, you're gonna fearless, break true. I've had, I've had enough rain. I'm ready. Scare I'm, people. The rain is flowing. You're you know, we're 46 people. minutes into this show. That should scare it, you. It, it, oh, I am. I am scared because my Auburn Tigers. Yep. The fighting Hugh Freezes mm-hmm. are going to the battle of the OK Corral. It's going to be Hugh Freeze versus Ross Bjork <laughs> in the great rematch. You know, Jeffrey Vitter should go. It should be. Should he should he do the coin toss? He should do the coin toss. It should just be Hugh, Ross, and Jeffrey right there at midfield in seats. They should do it. They should have a referee come out and with do, hostage video. And they should put them in a, <laughs> at a podium, sit them down, and put like the people with the guns off to the side where they're just out of camera shot and make them reenact the hostage video. Wow. Well, Hugh Freeze and Auburn Tigers are taking flight. The Eagles are taking flight over to College Station. Okay. Texas A&M is favored by seven and a half. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Neil, yep. it's also a date with reality with the Auburn Tigers and Hugh Freeze. Oh, I, I'm so disappointed because I was getting ready to go another route. Texas A&M is favored by seven and a half, and they may win this game by 35. Oh, I'm, I'm taking I'm so disappointed right the now. Texas A&M Aggies minus seven and a half to crush the hopes and dreams because they're so excited right now. All of my fellow brethren, all my fellow uh, Auburn 
Tiger, Barners, and I love you. I do. I love you. But it's time for Dr. Reality to hit. Freeze kind of knows it, too. Reality's about to set in. Texas A&M, minus 7.5. I may take the alternate line of Texas A&M, minus 74.5. I'm taking the Texas A&M Aggies to destroy the hopes and dreams of the Auburn Tigers on Saturday. I am so disappointed right now. I thought for just a moment you were going to take Auburn and the points and I was going to get a freebie. Oh, thank you, Grind. Going to the Cooper Chevrolet chat. He says, since I'm so cocky, the line is at eight and a half now. I'll just take seven and a half. That's what it was. I'll, I'll take that. I'm, I'm not scared of I'm not scared of free point, Grind. I'm crazy. I'm not stupid. By the way, Boise's six and a half. It fell from seven, so I'm six and a half. I got you. Uh, speaking of six and a half, another six and a half point line. SMU heads across town to TCU. The uh, Mustangs getting six and a half points. They don't need them, but I'll take them. SMU plus six and a half at TCU. Gotcha. Well, I'll go ahead and save the drama. We'll skip around here. Okay. Neil, I didn't know if you were aware of this, but SMU is going across town. I heard about that. To They're leaving Highland Park. Yes. Heading to Fort Worth. Going to slum it for a little while. Yes. Going to the slums. They are favored by six and a half points, Neil. And guess what? What's that? It's too much. They don't need them. SMU is my money line pick oh, of the week. How about that? I'm taking SMU plus 205 SMU to plus win outright against TCU. Any team that gets beat by the frauds from Colorado yep. deserves to lose a game. I'm taking SMU money line plus 205. Well, you want me to go ahead and do my money line since you did your money line? Sure. Going to the Big 12. Oh. Heading to the Big 12. I know where you're going. Heading to Lawrence, Kansas. Kansas and BYU. Wow. You're do that. Yep. BYU is an eight and a half point dog plus 330 money line. I'm going to take a big shot on the Cougars. Keaton Slovis looks good. They got athletes. They gave up some stuff to Arkansas, and Arkansas could have beaten them without 14 penalties and all that stuff, but they showed some grit in Fayetteville. Be easier in Lawrence. They've handled a mobile quarterback because they handled KJ pretty well. Give me the Cougars plus 330. I like it. All right, Neil. So I've had my money line and my two picks. So my third pick on the line. Can't believe I'm doing this. Uh, matter of fact, on TikTok, one of my former players reached out, gave us a little message on TikTok. Chris Stone, what's up? Recruited him out of high school. Happy Panda. Don't say that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're not going to the Cooper Chevrolet chat for that one. Uh -uh. But we're going up the road two hours to a place where I spent. Speaking of dead men walking. Go ahead. Sorry. Wow. Where I spent seven years of my adult life coaching. Arkansas State. The Arkansas State Red Wolves. Place Jonesboro very close to my heart. You one be, of my favorite places that I've lived. You could be the starting middle linebacker right now. Okay, that's a possibility for one play anyway. Yeah. For one play. They are hosting SMU. Southern Miss. I meant I meant USM. They're hosting the Fighting Wheel Halls in Southern Miss. Yes. Arkansas State is giving getting seven points. Yeah. That's probably not enough. And guess what, Neil? It's not enough. SMU is about to blow the doors off USM. of what I say? You said SMU because I said it a minute See, ago. See, it's I my know. CTEs kicking in. I know. 
Must be hereditary. I'm taking <laughs> Southern Miss. Southern Miss. Aaron's like, see, that's why he's not playing anymore. Right there. Yeah. See, she she brought that up, by the way. I don't blame her. I've been dealing with that all week. Southern Miss minus seven on the road at Arkansas State. I think right, this is a, a bloodletting. That's a good pick. I like it. That's a good pick. Um, all right. <clears throat> the portion of the day where I'm trying to decide what I want to do. Because I'm trying not to repeat your picks. Although I'm on I'm with you on Texas AM, but God, I'll try to be more creative. All right, wherever you go with this one, I got two. I'm gonna go with the other one. So I think I know where you're going. All right. Uh I'm gonna head to the ACC. Okay. North Carolina and Pittsburgh squaring off up in uh the Steel City. Pitt's done a good job. He's done a good job at that program. Tar Heels look really good, though. Drake May. Drake May turning it on. This won't be his last time to play in an NFL stadium. <laughs> he's he's going to make some money soon, and I think he's going to raise his stock on Saturday. Give me UNC minus 7.5 at Pitt. I love that pick. That's one of my picks. I will be betting that uh, with my personal money. Um, I think, and it's a quick U versus quick U game. Oh, how about that? Yeah. But I think you ever been to Pittsburgh? Um, I have not. I like Pittsburgh a lot. Cool town. I have not. Um, my man Clay is a big Pitt fan, so and Pittsburgh fan in just general, but never been. Uh, but I, I like UNC. I like that pick. If you ever get a chance to go to PNC Park, see the Pirates. The park is just gorgeous, beautiful. I've heard beautiful park. All right, Neil. I got about four. I've been thinking about this last pick, and I think I've settled on one. Okay. I'm going to the Big Ten. Oh, okay. I told you, I came out, I studied. I've come out prepared this week. Did my homework. And that's why I'm going a little off the normal radar. Okay. The Quick U client, Indiana Hoosiers. Oh. Are hosting the Akron Zips. Akron is god-awful. They can't score at all on offense. And Indiana's actually really good on defense. Really good. Um, they, they got after Ohio State on offense. They got after... Uh, Western Kentucky, I mean, Louisville on offense, they they have a good defense. Um, you already have a bad offense playing a great defense. They're not going to score very many points. I am taking Indiana, the Hoosiers, at home, minus 17 against Akron. I think that's free money. I don't think Akron scores more than seven points. Probably true. All I, need, I, just need, I just need them to figure out how to score about 24 points, and I win this game. All right. So I, I've got one left, right? Because I've you got gone, one. I got I've one. Boise, SMU. No, I went first. I went Boise, SMU, UNC. That's right. And I've already done my money lines. So I've got two more to get. Yep. Go. You got two regular picks left. All right. Let's see. Uh, okay. This is I'm I'm struggling a little. I'm, I'm I've got a handful that I really like. I did too. So I just went. So I went Indiana one. Um, I was all in on on uh, LSU minus the seventeen and a half against Arkansas, and then what'd you find out, Neil? Heard some stuff. <laughs> well, flip it the other way. Yeah, but I don't like Arkansas enough. To... <laughs> there. I'm staying away from that game. <laughs> you avoid, you know avoid what, investigation? You know I'm, I'm going to go with, no, no, no. I just don't like that. Just, I, I, I think. Will the NCAA suspend us for picking picks for the next three weeks because of our inside information? No, we'd be fine. Uh, all right. I, I'm going to go. Uh, I, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to 
go with the team that's been good to me. You like this team. Big 10. Back to the Big 10. Okay. The Maryland Terrapins. I do like the Maryland Terrapins. They've been good to me. They have been good to me too. And um, <laughs> I, 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 I've developed a fondness for them. And so I will go Maryland minus seven and a half. Maryland minus seven and a half at Michigan State. Yeah, that that's going to be that that may be um, a bloodletting. And yeah, that game. Michigan State, man, they, they, that's it's that's a bad atmosphere there right now. A lot of unhappy people. Maryland, on the other hand, pretty focused. Who, who do you, who do you like? Uh, how many points do you think they score? Oh, I think Maryland could easily get into the mid to upper thirties. I don't know why. Where are you going? Oh God! Isn't it crazy that the Joker? Hey Joker, you're wearing the exact same sweatshirt on an 86 degree day that Tyler Siski was. Because you keep it so damn cold in here, Neil. <laughs> I was over hanging out with Mister with Mister Freeze, and I'm not talking about the Mister Freeze going to College Station. Oh, a different Mr. Freeze. Even okay. though he also has a date reality. Got a date with reality. That actually may be true. <laughs> but, Neil, do you know who else has a date with reality this week? Uh, Deion Sanders? The Colorado Buffaloes <laughs> and all of the fans with Colorado have a date with reality. The Colorado Buffaloes are getting 21 points. Since they're going to cut this and put it on TikTok, I'm just going to make it easier for them to do it. <laughs> Neil, it's nowhere even close to enough. Oregon is going to try to score 147 points against Colorado. 147 points. And Colorado is not going to be able to do anything because they're going to have no one left to throw it to. They're going to get sacked 47 times. And to make the week even better, where are all the internet trolls this week? It's not personal this week. Why isn't it personal this week? I mean, because it kind of should be personal. Yeah, it's personal. Dan Lanning called you out. Not personal this week. It's not personal. <laughs> Just this is the week. It's not personal. I'm sorry. Please, please, Dan Lanning, please, please don't, please don't run the score up on us, Dan Lanning. Please, please. It's not enough. Oregon. Minus 21, and maybe, maybe they can send somebody to cover the Colorado Buffaloes that understands the rules of college football. And look, I know that it shocked you because you haven't played a game on the road that's meaningful in a long time, but they claim this week the media covering Colorado wanted to point out to the world how awesome it was and how much detail that Deion Sanders did at practice because he played opposing teams' music at practice. I know it's been since the Teddy Roosevelt administration since you've played a meaningful game, but you are the last team in America to actually do that. So congratulations. Welcome to college football. And just make sure you tell your coach if he ever goes into overtime again, can somebody give him the rules so he can understand the rules of overtime? But welcome to the Lost Club. I'll see you trolls. I guess I won't see the trolls again until they play Stanford. When do they play Stanford? Because I guess the trolls are going to go away until they play Stanford. I don't have the schedule. Okay, in front of me. I'll see you guys again when you play Stanford. Bye. That was the Joker. What it is, Tyler? Good to have you back. Felt got a little headache there. I had to walk that one off. I bet. 
All right. Uh, so um, you slash the Joker are taking um, Oregon minus the 21. Yeah. It's the easiest money of the year. Uh, I'm going to do my fifth and final pick. I'm going to stay Pac-12. Uh, I, I, this is a great game. I'm just going to have some fun with it. I'll make it even more interesting for me to watch it. Uh, it's maybe the game that I'm most interested in as a quote fan, end quote. Just a football fan. This might be the game that I'm most interested in. Okay. Oregon State and Washington State. Good game. It's a Pac-2 game. Everybody's going to do the Pac-2 joke. It is the Pac. Is it the Pac-2 championship? The Pac-2 championship game, and I did it too. It's funny. Ha ha ha. It's also two really good programs. It's also two really good coaches. It's a. It's it's two places that care about football. It's two campuses that are uh, probably reeling a little bit from all that happened with the Pac-12. They're playing for a purpose. They play different styles, but they both play really disciplined football. This is going to be a fun game. It is. And just for the sake of that, you know what? I'm going to take the team that I kind of catch myself cheering for a lot, Oregon State. Shocker. I'm going to lay the three uh, in Pullman. You do kind of low-key like Washington State, too, though. I do like Washington State, too. So either way, I'll be kind of happy with this game. I, I, I hope this game is as good as the game I think it will be. I'll, I'll go uh, I'll go with the Beavers. I'll lay the three at, uh, at Pullman. I just don't – I'm not betting this game. I'm watching it. I just – I'm with the – contrasting styles confuse me a little bit the other games i thought about real quick i thought yep. about ucla plus four and a half i actually thought about that as my money line is cam rising playing i don't know i, I, I don't think it matters okay. I, I love dante Moore. okay um i thought about west virginia plus the six against texas tech uh i thought about notre dame plus the three versus ohio state i like that's, that that's a little bit of a risky bet i told you i thought about lsu um and then the money lines that I thought about, I thought about the UCLA money line at plus 170. I thought about the Iowa money line at plus 470 just because their defense is going to give them a chance to stay in that game, and crazy things happen in football. I looked at the unders at 40. I looked at that um, in that game, but I'm either taking Iowa. I bet you could get a good money line what you get plus 350, 400, what you say? 470. 470? Yeah. Whew, that's pretty good value. And I thought about the Ole Miss money line at plus 225, but it was way down my list, so – um, games that I like because uh, going to the uh, Cooper Chevrolet chat. Okay, Rebel said, Siski, what other ones do you like? Neil saw that, started reading his. I think I'm going to take uh, just for a Thursday night fun time. I'm going to take the uh, my Georgia State Panthers. Brian Landis, Sean Elliott, good. Friend, uh, the whole staff listens to our show every week. They're not listening today because they are currently in pregame meal, but. Uh, I actually texted with Brian today, wished him luck. I, I think Georgia State actually wins today. They're undefeated. They're 3-0 and playing I thought Coastal. about that game, too. I almost took it as my money line. I'm definitely, at worst, taking the points. I do think they cover, but I'm actually emotional because I am biased, but I'm probably going to put a little bit on the money line for them to win straight up tonight. I'll be watching that game. Um, a game that I can't believe I didn't bet that I really like, I think it's free money. Miami is favored by 23-and-a-half at Temple. Temple's terrible. Yeah. Um, Miami's legit really good. Um I feel like I don't know something there with like a, somebody hurt or something, so I didn't mess with that. Um, and then the other one that I like, Liberty, minus 10 at, FA, at FIU. Um, I think Liberty's really good, and uh, Jamie Chadwell's got that offense rolling. Um, but Mike's got the defense rolling. I got some momentum, so I'm staying away from it uh, on here, but I'll probably bet it personally. Um, and then um, the Ole Miss-Alabama game. Final thoughts on this game. Um, it was, Tuesday was interesting for me. I got a lot of phone calls. Um, I talked to people too. <laughs> and uh, post podcast, post podcast, yeah. 
uh, the message that Lane was trying to, to deliver, um, it got delivered. He, he succeeded in getting it, and uh, he wanted them pissed. He wanted to poke the bear. It has been poked. Yes. So, But at the same time, this game is not about coaches. It's going to be, be played by players. It's going to be played by players. Yeah. But he did accomplish what he was set off to accomplish. They are not happy. The players are – it did – you know, it got a little extra motivation over there. So they accomplished that part. Now, can he go do it? After thinking about this and having a couple phone calls, and then I believe somebody on your board said this, and I and I 100% agree with this, and it didn't hit me until somebody said this. And I think they're 100% right. I think the reason Lane is pulling out every stop he can pull out. I'm talking about – He's going. He's going nuclear. Mm-hmm. He is. He's hitting. He's did some things that were kind of uh, personal, and probably against. I guess coach code would probably be the way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, from a disrespectful personal level, you know. I think it's because it's his last time he's going. I think it. Lane thinks this is the last time that he's going to get to coach against Nick Saban. And it probably is. And it probably is. So he is pulling out all stops. They're not on the schedule next year. Now you're two years away, and, and who knows? I mean, Lane may not be at Ole Miss, and Nick may not be at Alabama. So uh, two years is, is an eternity in coaching. I would, I would bet on the lack of backlash to uh, Glenn Gilbo's story that, that uh, what he intimated in that story comes to fruition. I did not see the story. He quoted a uh, friend very close to Saban as saying that he thought Maybe this year, but probably next year. Well, I mean, he's seventy-one. Yeah, you know, it's coming. Whether it's but this the, year, but next but year. The point or... is, is that he said, you know, he said, look, Saban has privately, and I think this is this is human, right? The guy is—he's not a machine. He's ready to go enjoy the fruits of his labor. He's made a ton of money. He has that, and he's made a ton of money in football. He's made a ton of money off football. Um, he just built the seventeen and a half million dollar home. In Jupiter, I think, on Lake Jupiter down in Florida. It's down there with Justin Thomas and Tiger. Tiger Woods. It's the, yeah. golf, it's the golf deal. He can go play golf with those guys. He plays golf with uh, Justin Thomas a lot. So I think. I was not in his group. Right. <laughs> and then look, he's 30, 40 minutes from the West Palm Beach Airport. I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty <laughs> he obvious. To, he ain't going to the West Palm Beach Airport. Well, he's, private. He's right. going, but you understand he's my looking point. for the closest FBO. You understand my yeah, point. Yeah, I do. Uh, my point is that he he can he can do TV pretty easily. Yes. From there, he can get places, and uh, I, I think him doing the weekly spot with McAfee. Yeah, he's not me talking. This is people around him saying he's laying some groundwork. Yeah, he he's really good. Like. I've said this. Whenever he, this is this is the Tyler Siski personal opinion. This is not sourced. So before anybody starts quoting me saying, "Oh, Siski, talk to Nick," no, this is my personal opinion. I've always said that when he it comes time for him to shut it down, when he decides to do that, he's going to do one of two things. He's either going to be the college football commissioner if they create a spot like that, or he's going he's going to replace Lee Corso on game day. Yeah, that was where my because that's he lo- he's good at it. Yeah, and uh, he's entertaining and. I'm actually excited for it that he's doing Pat McAfee. Um, and I've said this, we got to get him on the show before he retires, by the way. I got to get down there. We got to get him doing an in person one probably in the spring. But um, he's just, he, his, his true personality is so different than what people see on camera. And he's able to, see, you're starting to see flashes of it. But I love the guy, man. I think it's exciting. But uh, back to the game, which we're at real quick. Um, I'm not touching this one. Um, 
It's at I thought think I saw it at six and a half. If I did anything, I would probably take the under at fifty five and a half. I do not think a lot of points are gonna be scored in this game. Um this game's gonna be won and lost up front on both sides of the ball. Period. Yeah. Period. Like most games. Like most games. So that's where this game's gonna be won and lost. Alabama's not very good up front. They got issues on, on the offensive line. Ole Miss has got issues on the offensive line. Uh, defensive line wise, Alabama hasn't shown the ability to be dominant yet up front. They got to do that. They got pushed around a little bit of Texas, so they're being challenged on that. And then the same thing with Ole Miss. You got to you got to take advantage. Fifteen's uh, is it Harris? Uh, uh, Ivy. Fifteen's Ivy. Mm-hmm. Which one? What number? Harris is zero. All right. Fifteen's really good player. He's got to yeah. he's got to show up. Yeah, he's got to have. A he's got to have a game. Got to have a big day. He got to have a game. Got to have a discipline day too. Yeah. Got to. 15 is a good player. Milro can, Milro can hurt you with his feet. Yeah, well, he, he ain't going to have – the whole spy thing – That's not going to happen. Everybody, everybody talks about the easy thing with the spy thing, right? The problem with the spy thing is you're taking a guy out of coverage to do right. it. Right. And you're taking pressure off the quarterback. So, All right, let's get to the NFL, NFL real quick. baby. You want to start? Or you I'll start it out. All right, go ahead. Neil, I'm starting out on Thursday night. I'm oh, starting out tonight. Tonight, This Giants, is going to be a Niners. crazy week for me. I'm going against, since I was 0 for 5 last week in the NFL, and I sucked. I'm saying, you know what? I'm bucking the trend. I'm going to buck some trends this week. I did some studying. The Giants are going out to San Francisco, minus Saquon Barkley. Had him on my fantasy team, kills me. Yeah. No Saquon. Going out to San Francisco, short week, on the road, cross-country, San Francisco's favored by 10 and a half, and Neil, it is not enough. Oh. It is not enough. I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers to do exactly to the Giants what the Cowboys did. I'm taking San Fran all over the Giants. Okay. I actually like that pick. I like that a lot. Oh, boy, I'm struggling with one. So I'm going to skip number one here because I'm going to go to – I might I might change number one. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go uh, NFC game. Detroit heads to Atlanta. Detroit uh, giving three on the road in Atlanta. Detroit didn't – No, it's in, it's in Detroit. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, feel even better about it. Oh, hell yeah. Detroit's at home. I put versus. I just misread it. Detroit minus three at home versus the Falcons. To me, this is this is free. Um. Detroit's going to be a little pissed off after last week. They have a little time to fix it. They they had some injuries to their running game that they had to uh, adjust to. They've had some time to do it now. Give me the Lions minus three. I'm going to roll with them a second week. Um, that was one of my – in my pool, I took it out because um, I thought I had some better ones. All right, Neil, the Tennessee Titans yep. are going on the road to play the Cleveland Browns, the Nick Chubless Cleveland <sighs> Browns. I think this is a low-scoring game. I don't think – I don't like Cleveland. I know they won the first week. I don't like Cleveland. Um, I think they beat a down uh, Cincinnati team. I think they're getting too much love from that win at Cincinnati. The Titans are getting three-and-a-half points. So, I'm taking the Tennessee Titans to cover. I mean, what, they beat them by a field goal at worst? Still covers. I'm taking Tennessee Titans plus three-and-a-half on the road to Cleveland Browns. They may even win that one outright. All right. I'm going to go AFC East. Got Patriots and the Jets in uh, New Jersey for this one. I just don't like what I see out of New England. And uh, the Jets, Jets were okay. Uh, they've had a little, getting a little more time to figure it out. Such a good defensive team. I think they'll hold uh, New England to a pretty low number and find a way over it. I'll take the Jets, and I'm getting getting two and a half. What's the over-under in that game? You have it? 36 and a half. It's low. It's low. So I'll take the two and a half and the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 Jets. Jets against New England. Like it. 
All right, Neil. In a very big game versus two teams that have not won a game yet. Mm -hmm. So one of these two teams is going to 0-3. The Los Angeles Chargers, the 0-2 Los Angeles Chargers, are going on the road to face the 0-2 Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I looked at this game pretty hard. This is a get-right game for both teams. This is a must-win game. get-right for somebody. Yeah, must-win game. Somebody's getting wrong. Somebody maybe get fired. A lot of pressure on both sides right here. I think the Vikings have lost to two really bad teams. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. They played well against the Eagles, but they got dominated in the game. But they lost to Tampa Bay. The Chargers, on the other hand, have played two pretty good teams. I am taking the Los Angeles Chargers plus one against the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. I think they're a better football team. I'm headed to uh, Lambeau Field next. The uh, New Orleans Saints are headed to uh, to Lambeau. And uh, the Saints are 2-0. and They're undefeated. They're undefeated. They better enjoy it while it lasts because it's not going to last. Give me the Packers minus a point and a half. Green Bay minus wow. one and a half against the Saints. Wow. I can't believe you did that. I actually had the other side on my, on my pool. I think the, I like the Saints in this game. Okay. And I, and I never liked the Saints. All right, Neil. Continuing with my trend bucking, the Dallas Cowboys oh. are minus 12 That's against the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I know. Big number. The Cowboys have completely mutilated two teams to start the season. And, Neil, yep. you know what? Yep. They're going to do it again. Oh. Give me the Dallas Cowboys. Josh Dobbs will be seeing ghosts by halftime. He'll be seeing, oh, oh, my gosh. It's 12 and a half now, by the way. It's Parsons. It's Parsons. Get 12 and a half. Cool. Okay, cool. Hook them. Give me the Dallas Cowboys minus 12 and a half on the road against the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. I'm headed to Vegas Sunday night. Oh, no, you're not. Yep. Are you going? Are you betting with your heart or your head here? Um, sometimes it's one and the same. <laughs> I mean, I'm two and eight in the NFL. It's hard for me to go, oh, yeah, I'm betting with my head. Oh, well, I'm not much better. Pittsburgh heads to Vegas as a two and a half point dog. They're going to win straight up, Pittsburgh is. Pittsburgh beats the Raiders in Vegas, getting two and a half. Oh, so you did not bet with your heart. I thought you were going to go Vegas there. I do like Vegas. I like Vegas a lot. All right, Neil. Staying with the trend. Okay. There's a team out of Cincinnati that's having all kinds, excuse me, a team out of Chicago that's having all kinds of difficulties. You got literally the worst quarterback in the history of the National Football League blaming the coaches for his shitty performance. It's not the coach's fault when you can't read uncovered defenders and the uncovered receivers in the end zone. It's not the coach's fault. It's also not the coach's fault when you short hop five-yard speed outs. It's not there. It's not their fault. Also, I didn't know if you saw this, but the defensive coordinator, Alan Williams, resigned yesterday because his house was raided by the FBI. I heard about that. There's only three reasons why they, why they raid your house. There's three reasons why the FBI raises your raid your house. J six. What's that? January sixth. <laughs> yeah, four reasons. <laughs> four reasons why they raid your house. One is drugs. 
Two is you're a terrorist. Or three, you got some bad images on your yeah. computer. Yeah. Yeah. Those are one of the three reasons. No bueno. Dwight says this is a fake story. That's not what I heard. Okay. He did resign, though. He resigned. That's not a fake story. Okay. He's not there. Call it what you want to call it. But they're playing. They're going on the road to Arrowhead, and they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs will beat them by 74 points in an NFL game. We'll set a record for how bad they wow. beat somebody in an NFL game. Chris Jones is going to take Justin Fields and break him in half and say, blame your coaches for that. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs minus 12 and a half. All right, I went to the uh, I went to the Cooper Chevrolet chat for advice on my final pick, and I have made a change. Ooh. I was thinking about Washington plus six and a half versus Buffalo. I do think the uh, Commanders are better than advertised in the preseason. Okay, but I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins at home, laying six and a half against the Denver Broncos. So if it doesn't cover, who we got to blame? Kendrick. We got, got Kendrick in the Cooper Chevrolet we got, chat. We got grind, grind, Kendrick, Kendrick, Joey, Joey. Jason, so, there's a lot of people to blame. A lot of people to blame. So I don't want a bunch of crap. Oh, about, oh you took the oh, you took you you oh, you, you don't picked, know what you told me. You about. picked the dolphin. No, you did it. <laughs> you did it. Love it, love it. Um, I did like the Saints plus two. I'm I'm finishing my picks. I like the Saints plus two. And dude, I'm concerned about our guys the Rams. I like. I mean, uh, Cincy. I like the Rams plus three Monday night in uh, Cincinnati. That was my other one I left out, but I like those guys. Concerned. <sighs> you concerned? Um, yes, I am concerned about our Bengals. They are wearing them fresh ass uni- unis this weekend, though. They are in any any uniform that looks that good shouldn't lose. They shouldn't. Those shouldn't are fresh. lose. That's probably why they're bringing them out. They're they're fantastic. Those are fresh. They are they are good looking. Ice unis. on ice on ice oh, on. It's ice. good looking. It's a good looking suit. It it is that. That's all, right. all I got, most. We, uh, we will wrap it there here on a uh, Thursday. That does it for our week. McCready and Siski were always brought to you by our friends at Rain. Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams, natural caffeines, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. And I want to take a big thank you to everybody in the Cooper Chevrolet chat today and remind you guys that during September – you get 3.9% financing for 72 months on the new Chevy Silverado crew cabs and no payments for 90 days. Go to coopershevrolet.com and make sure, and it doesn't have to be just those crew cabs. They do the best job trying to find whatever vehicle you want. Anytime you want to buy a vehicle, get in touch with the guys at Cooper Chevrolet. They will bring it to you. They will take care of you 100%. Very good, good people at Cooper Chevrolet. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the games. Be safe if you're traveling, that kind of thing. And uh, we will look forward to talking to you Monday. Oh, a little programming note. Tyler, I didn't even know this yet. Probably going to start an hour later than usual on Monday. I've got an obligation with my day job. Oh, okay. So, so we'll go 3 o'clock? So we'll probably go 3 o'clock. Sounds good. So I can do it. Letting everybody know that. So a little a little later on Monday. 3 p.m. Central Standard Time Central on Monday. Central Daylight Time. Central Daylight Time. It's not Central Standard Time until... Are you serious? I'm positive. I'm in today years old when I learned that. Today is central daylight time. And when the time change comes, when we fall back, no shit. it will become central standard time. I'm serious. I'm 45 years old, and I had no idea that that changed. That is true. I can't be the only one that doesn't know that. You're probably not. A lot. I see a lot of people mess it up. And a lot of people will just go CT because they're like, ah, I can't figure out the S and the D. That's the D. It's it's. Technically, I am technic- technically, right now it is 
3.19 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Look at there. I learned something today. I'm here to educate. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great weekend, everybody.